The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. And that's because the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe has some great features like the available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, and much, much more. So think about those places that you want to go, the things that you'd like to do this weekend and where the Santa Fe can take you. Learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. Freaking first cut. Golly! Welcome to the First Cup Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman, and this is your round two recap for this week's Genesis Invitational. Joining me to break it all down, Mark Immelman is here. Hello, Mark. How's it, Rick? How are you? Uh, welcome to Los Angeles. Do you want my story? Are you interested? Sure. Hit me with it. So I'm at a junior tournament with my daughter. Flew in here this morning, all excited, Jack to go and watch Tiger Woods this afternoon. I arrive, Tiger Woods withdraws. Is it me? It must be me, isn't it? It must be you. He's he's. I think, I think it's me. You're the you're the illness, Mark. I'm the Black Widow. We have a joke on our CBS announce crew for our walking uh, announcers. You know, when we were coming on the air and we have our assignments, then the walking announcer and the TV cameras show up, and the golfer goes in the wrong direction after they've just made like three birdies in a row. Uh, yeah, that's the Black Widow, and uh, apparently, I might be said Black Widow. Uh, at least this week, you might. Tiger Woods, uh, the story of Friday after hitting his tee shot on number seven, withdrew from the tournament. Uh, we just got a statement from Tiger's team describing flu-like symptoms that started last night. He woke up this morning feeling uh, even worse. He was trying to get through warm-ups, and he started to feel a little bit better during warmups, but when he got out there, Mark, he started walking around, he started playing, he got dizzy. Uh, he was eventually uh, treated with, with an IV bag, and we just watched him leave the clubhouse at Riviera. So uh, looks like he's feeling better, but he'll just be playing host this weekend. Yeah, well, look, the truth of it is, uh, here on the West Coast, there's been a lot of stuff going on. Um, I wasn't out last week, um, but the first two weeks with the weather and such, there was a bunch of flu. There was the odd COVID case we heard about too. So it's kind of the season, you know, and sadly um, it, it, it struck our tournament host because look, the anticipation was off the charts. When I flew into LAX this morning, because look, this is the city of angels, the city of champions, right? And here you fly in and everyone, even the baggage agent is talking about the Genesis Invitational and Tigers in the field. So there was this buzz even from the airport and so it's really sad news um, for, for various reasons, but especially that, that he's uh, obviously unwell and, and unfit to continue. 
24 holes was probably not the plan when setting the schedule and trying to get into this once a month cadence mark. So obviously very early, too early to tell. And we have no indication, but I do wonder if this does change his plans about playing again before maybe the players or waiting to the players or what that next tournament's going to look like. Perhaps. I mean, I watched a little bit of the Thursday round. On, on PGA Tour Live early. And, you know, he was under par there for a long while. And then, you know, that stretch of holes, 12 through 16, they trip everybody up around here. And he fell foul on the backside a little bit. So so there was there was good stuff. Uh, and then today, a couple bogeys, but made a birdie mixed in there. And, and so I wouldn't say he was all sorts of sharp, but he was shaking rust off. And, um, you know, I'd said he was going to get under inside the top 40 it looked like it was on because he wasn't hitting poor shots uh, the putter looked like it was cooperating he had the good touch around the green so yeah it's it, it is rough and and i'm expecting given what he might have seen um that it wasn't that sharp that he could still score maybe it is time to add another event to the uh to the schedule perhaps bay hill you know he's been pretty good around that course too that would be fun to see uh the top of the leaderboard is full of plenty of good names that are going to be around for the weekend. And Friday's exclamation point was provided by Will Zalatoris, who made an ace on number 14, not only winning himself a brand new Genesis, but his caddy a brand new Genesis. It was a one under 70 after making, boy, a pretty pretty fun card. One, uh, excuse me, <laughs> one eagle. Four birdies, eight pars, five bogeys for Will Zalatoris. He is going to enter the weekend six under par in a tie for sixth. It's the kind of place that would suit Will Zalatoris. Look, he lives in Dallas, but he is Californian. So he's used to these Poanio greens that I've said uh, are an attitude. And, and oftentimes these greens, if you watch the late coverage in the afternoons, they mitigate putting skill. You know, you're going to see everybody missing short putts. But I think I mentioned it in the uh, pregame on Tuesday that I watched him hit. I watched him warm up in Torrey Pines, and it looked freaking good. And, and then I had to giggle. So I'm on the flight over here this morning, and I'm using this device called the NeuroPeak Pro Intel Belt. And Jordan Spieth used this for a while when he was um, struggling with form. And it basically measures your breathing. And, and it, it helps for stress relief, and it helps for you know, just getting your body in shape and, and to deal with anxiety and nerves and stuff like that. Jordan tried it. So apparently Will Zelatoris did too, because I got a DM in Instagram because there's a public ranking of who gets the most Intel points, right? I had no idea I was leading, but I get this message from Will going, I'm coming for your... And so uh, I was like, well, you better get to breathing. Uh, so, so I don't know, maybe, you know, he's finding this way to just kind of calm the anticipation too with some proper breathing it's a device that a lot of uh, nfl players are using a lot of baseball players and stuff too so perhaps this is it but i want to tell you from a physical standpoint when i saw him um in tory pines it looked pretty sharp it really did yeah game is certainly coming together rust uh being removed at this moment he's 10th in the field in strokes gained approach for the week which is exactly what you want to see from will zaltor based on his skill set pre 
injury. A couple of uh, closer names to the top of the board. Let's focus on Jason Day, eight under, thanks to a two under round of 69. This got pretty deep at one point because he made an eagle on number one. He made the turn in three under Mark. Then you get to that difficult stretch on the back nine where he did give a couple of shots back, but Jason day lurking around Riviera heading into the weekend. Look, ever since he hooked up with Chris Comer, the work he's done on the golf swing has just been spectacular and it seems to be getting better and better. And whenever we talk, it looks like it's now flowing throughout the bag. He's always been able to make putts, and when he was the number one ranked player in the world, he could hold it from all corners. And he was a decent ball striker, but he said to me back then that you know he was never completely sure. He never really got to an event going, yeah, I can count on my ball striking. Strangely, he was the number one player in the world and a major champion. But now he looks so reliable, and it just seems like week in and week out, it looks like he's playing into some more belief with this golf swing because if he gets the ball on the greens, he's still Jason Day with a putter in his hand. Um, but I just want to add to that, this the West Coast has so much horses for courses and Poania Greens, I've talked about it ad nauseum. And then both this place and Torrey Pines, it kind of feels like Australia with the seaside climates, with the huge eucalyptus trees. Southern Cal is... Like Australia in many respects, and that's why you find a bunch of Aussies always playing well through the stretch of golf. So I'm not really surprised. Um, I'd like to see him kick it on over the weekend. Though. Our number one player in the world, Scotty Scheffler, followed up his Thursday 68 with a Friday 70. It looked like he was on the verge of making a big move mark out into under an eagle on 11, put him four under for the round, and then he makes a bogey on 12 a double on 15. He does not take advantage of 17, and we are seeing a visibly frustrated Scotty Scheffler this week, even though he's still T12. Oh, goodness. Uh, how many times have I said this, Rick? And I'm going to sound like the old boring guy. But I, even Scotty Scheffler, who's hitting it in a biblical fashion right now, his, his numbers from T through green are just ridiculous. But you can't hit, out-hit a bulky putter. And, and when it starts to get into the psyche, that hole starts looking the size of a thimble, man. And I don't care how good you hit it. You hit one in there close, you don't feel like you can make. Then you miss a green all of a sudden. And then you're like, oh, goodness, no, I'm not going to make the save. And that's what we see happening there. And then you almost put pressure on the rest of the game. And sometimes you try and hit shots that really aren't warranted. And you, you make a poor decision which the one thing about Riviera, it will trip you up if you miss on the wrong side of some of these targets. So I, I think I don't see scoring getting away because the golf course is kind of bouncy. You know, when I went out there, it's taking on Riviera sort of characteristics, all those beautiful edges and those false fronts and those rises and valleys. They are coming into play and the ball's doing what it should on the ground. But he's just got to continue to hit the ball at the targets, put on the greens, Keep giving yourself chances because wherever he is, I know Cantlay is doing different stuff, but if you can sort of, if you Scotty, uh, stack another six under on top of this, you kind of never know what's going to happen over the weekend, you know? One more before we get to Patrick Cantlay and those other storylines at the top. Max Homa followed up his uh, Thursday 73 with a Friday 65. There were four 65s on Friday. It was the round of the day. This started 
Thursday afternoon, Mark, when Max grinded through the back nine at Riviera to get something in under par, and then he went nuts today. Uh, he moved himself up 49 spots on the leaderboard, T11. Uh, Cantlay is is nine shots clear of Max Homa, but th this was the turnaround that you were hoping for if you were a Homer, Homa supporter and somebody that was, uh, you know, coming into the week with obviously great course history. Yeah, um, look, kudos to Max because, you know, when you're well over par as he was, I think at one stage in the tournament, he was three over and well off the pace and almost looking in danger of missing the cut. But that grinding it out that you talk about over the final nine holes or so, that speaks to the champion within. Now, granted, this is an important event. It's Tiger's tournament, which means a lot to all these young players. But it's in Max's back garden. And I'm sure there are lots of family and friends and fans out here because he's popular. And you don't want to let them down. So I'm just so impressed with him. Um, when I looked at the card today, that was truly impressive stuff. And he kind of took advantage where he needed to. Uh, I felt like the birdie two on 14 there's always uh, a little, little bit of a bonus. And then the pickup on 18, that was awesome. But that was a wonderful round. And look, he's, he's right in the thick of things right now because he'll be out a little bit earlier tomorrow morning. You put something up, maybe another 65. You get into double digits. And then all bets are off for the weekend. Well, for Sunday, I should say. We're going to talk about the man they're all chasing and a couple of guys who will not be around for the weekend. But first, we're going to take a quick break and hear a word from our partners. Did you know that more than 75% of Americans will experience foot pain in their lifetime, but only 10% will seek out a solution for that pain. Those numbers do not add up to me. And I know it can be confusing the biomechanics of the foot, the bones, the muscles, everything in between, but solving foot pain is simple. And that's where super feet comes into play. These super feet insoles go into your shoes, give your feet comfort and support where they need it the most and redistribute the forces that reduce both stress and strain through your entire body, not just your feet. Insoles have been uh, phenomenal for me uh, personally, and they are clinically proven to decrease fatigue, reduce injury, and improve comfort. I can attest to that myself, especially when walking uh, a lot of golf holes that I play. So if you feel good, you play good, you look good, everything works out from there and it starts from the bottom up. Visit superfeet.com and enter promo code FIRST at checkout for 15% off your first order plus free shipping. It's a really fine line creating workout clothes that are great in the gym and workout clothes that are also great to look at outside the gym. And Viore has threaded that needle. They are designed to work out in, but they don't look like it. They don't feel like it. And it's incredibly comfortable stuff, whether you are running, training, swimming, doing yoga, running errands, lounging around the house. It really doesn't matter. These are versatile clothes. You'll find me often in the men's Sunday performance jogger because I, I like the jogger situation that goes on down at the bottom, but they're very comfortable. Uh, they've got a little bit of a shorter inseam, so they're not as bulky as, as other pants or other joggers that I have seen out there. And I've really enjoyed how they work both in and out of the gym. So now here's what you can do for four, our listeners, uh, first time purchasers are getting 20% off. All you have to do is go to viori.com slash first. That's V-U-O-R-I dot com slash first. Again, 
Not only will you receive 20% off your first order, but enjoy free shipping on any U.S. orders over $75. And here's my favorite part, free returns. Yeah, go check it out. Viore.com slash first and discover the versatility of Viore clothing. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. And we're back. I'm not sure what golf course Patrick Cantlay is playing, but it doesn't look like he's playing Riviera Country Club, 64-65. He has made one, one bogey this week. He is 13 under par, five shots clear of second place. It's been nearly flawless, Mark. Spectacular two rounds. It is, but you expect him to do well around here. Just the way he plays the game, he's managerial. He sort of got that U.S. Open style game about him and and the way this golf course is beginning to play. It feels like a major championship type event. And he went to school just around the corner, so he's familiar with the place and grew up around these parts. Um, But, you know, this is virtuoso to me. The golf course, I feel like, is not playing as nasty as what it can, but I feel like it's on the way there. And on Sunday afternoon, unless we get rain, there's a chance, I understand. this it's going to be really, really difficult. And now you don't want to play just hold on and prevent defense if you're Patrick Cantley because they're going to have to come and get him now. But the thing about this golf course, and this is no knock on Patrick, the one thing he has had an issue with this season has been final round scoring, strangely, because he's normally so reliable. And I had him here last year in the second to last group, and he made a bit of a run, you know, but so it was in the mix. Um, so you're struggling on the final round. You, you just got to make the right decisions. And I saw him make two this afternoon. The one was on the par four, uh, the 15th from the left rough where he hits it to like three feet, which is freaking impossible because that green sits at an angle to players. It's almost got this beer Ritz type effect through the middle of the green, this huge valley. And with a flag on the back, getting it back there is just so difficult, especially from the rough. And he nestles that thing in there to about four feet. And I was like, holy cow. And then, not to be bothered, they're on 16, which starts playing very hard in the afternoon, the par three, because that green is minute. And you play back into the breeze. Hits on the green, good two parts. And 17, he hits another wedge from the rough and guesses it perfectly into the back corner there. And I was like, not only is he hitting the ball well, he's guessing correctly which is a large part of the equation when you play on these big golf courses where you're going to miss fairways. I don't care who you are. And then if you can make the right call, pick the right club, land the thing in the right place, and still get yourself a birdie look, well, look, that's a tough out for the rest of the field. All he's got to start doing right now, I feel like, is just keeping the ball on the safe side of the flags and pick off the odd birdie because, what's he, like 12, 13 or something right now? I haven't seen the leaderboard. 13. 13. Shark, man. If, if he gets to, he stacks another five on there, that's 18. I, I think he's out of reach. I really do. Yeah, well, if he gets to 18, those guys at eight under have got to shoot 10 under on the weekend. And I, I agree. Uh, this place is getting bouncier. It's getting more mm-hmm. 
it's getting more difficult. We'll talk more about Patrick Cantlay uh, because he is the favorite to win this when we get to the that portion of the show. Not around for the weekend. couple of notables. Uh, Wyndham Clark, reigning U.S. Open champion. Keegan Bradley, Matt Fitzpatrick, Justin Thomas, Mark. A 72 followed by whatever he is about to tap in with right now, but he's three over and playing 18. He's going to be at least T63. It was a lot of squares on the card, not nearly enough circles. Justin Thomas struggled in basically every facet of his game this week. Yeah, there's some one and done hurt going on, I'm sure, because he was popular this week, um, especially given how he had been playing. Uh, there we are. <laughs> I have a chance oh, of overtaking Patrick. Josh, yeah. Yeah, producer Josh. Oh, well, you got a lead. You're fine. Um, you like Patrick Cantlay right now. Um, here's the thing that I saw and I didn't see enough. So if I take Twitter hate for this, I will absolutely handle it. But to me, playing alongside Tiger, JT just looked lackluster. It's all, I don't want to say it looked like he took the back seat for Woods, but you know, ordinarily, Justin's the kind of guy who's got flair about him. And I know you could see him struggling with the technique and the ball striking a little bit, and that kind of gets into the psyche. But you would have figured that alongside Tiger in that megawatt grouping they had going on, that you'd sort of be up for it a bit more. So I felt for him because it's hard to play um, your best stuff when you're alongside Woods and then you're struggling with your technique because you start to feel so exposed, you know, because the crowds are massive. They're all there to see Woods. You're not playing well. You feel like you're in the way. There's so many things that start going on in the professional mind. So it couldn't have been a fun place for Justin Thomas to be. And I'm sure right now, um, given how he was playing coming in here, he is not a happy camper right now. That I can guarantee you. As Mark was speaking, he did tap in for birdie on 18. It is much too little, much too late. 72-73 for Justin Thomas. T-59 is the position, and he can go and pack his bag and head home to Florida. Uh, Josh, let's see the updated odds from Vegas. And to no one's surprise, Patrick Cantlay is a heavy, <laughs> heavy favorite. To win the Genesis Invitational, five shots clear of second place. He is minus 150, meaning if you think that he is going to win, you put down 150 to win 100. The next shortest odds, Jason Day, 11 to 1. He's five shots back. Xander Shoffley, who sits seven shots back, is 14 to 1. Luke List at 18. Scotty Scheffler, 20 to 1. And everybody else, much longer than that, Mark. Yeah, well, look. The way Scheffler is hitting it, um, it would be worth a flutter at 20 to 1. Um, but like I say, you can't win, not against this field on this golf course, if you can't convert from inside of eight feet. You just can't. Uh, who jumps out to me there? Jason Day aside, and Alexander is always lurking every time he plays. There's a legal list. Uh, Torrey Pines earlier this year, uh, I get back to the hotel after work, and he's pulling into the hotel at the same time. <laughs> and he gets out the car and I didn't see scores. I'm like, how you doing, dude? How'd you play? And he goes, I played pretty well. I'm like, what do you shoot? He goes, no, I shot a few under. And I was like, that's incredible stuff. And he goes, yeah, this place is freaking impossible. And he was talking about how thick the rough was and stuff. And it looks to me like Luke List, who always tended um, sort of weakish because the putter was bulky. You know, he always was good for like one wild tee shot, but he's gotten so tight. And he's really keeping the ball in front of him. And he's almost allowing the power to come to him. So it's not like he's, he's exploiting all this stuff. 
He's like, I hit it long enough. I'm going to put the ball in play. I'm going to rely on my iron game right now. It looks like he's just got a lot of confidence and a lot of self-belief. And he's, you know, the guy I spoke to in Torrey Pines, the way he talked, and then the way he almost kind of giggled at himself. I was like, this is a guy that seems like he has his hands, both hands on the steering wheel pretty firmly. So, so I kind of got my eye on Luke this weekend because he has won in California before. Lots of good putting performances as of late, including this week. He's second in the field in strokes game putting. When you do that and you hit it as well as Luke List, you are very, very dangerous. What do you think, Mark? Are we going to get a Patrick Cantlay runaway Saturday, or does that leaderboard gravity come into play? <laughs> it always happens. I don't care how well you're playing. I mean, um, it, it is for real. I, you know, on the way on the flight out here, I've got a lot of time on the plane, and so I'm listening back to stuff. And I was listening to uh, my Jordan Spieth interview, and he was talking about 20 um, in the Masters in 15 when he won, when he was basically cantering to the finish. And then all of a sudden, he recounts a situation where he made a good par putt on the 16th hole to, to, only to, to remain two in front, I think it was. And he had a bigger lead than that. And it looked like he was just downright unbeatable. And this, this league, the PGA Tour, is, is kind of like the pros, kind of like the NBA to me. There's always going to be a run. Someone's always going to make it. The leaderboard gravity is always going to set in. And, and the guy at the top, you know, you kind of around this place just need to drop one and someone else picks up one. There's two stroke swings loom large. And the beauty about this golf course, too, is you could be within 20 yards of the flag and make double bogey in the blink of an eye if you're not careful. And so everyone's aware of that. So, yeah, I feel like things will shrink. Um, but look, Cantlay is a pretty solid campaigner. And, and it looks like he's figured the whole deal out right now. Well, I'm with you. I think that when by the time we get to, you know, this time tomorrow, the lead will be less than five. But Vegas has just moved uh can't lay from minus one fifty to minus one sixty. So they're getting they're getting more confident. Or they the money listen, listen, yeah. <laughs> rolling in on Patrick can't lay one way or another. Uh we will be back Saturday night, Sunday night to recap. The rest of the Genesis Invitational, lots of fireworks, I'm sure, still to come for now. Big thanks to producer Josh, does all the hard work behind the scenes. That right there, Mark Immelman, who you can find at Mark underscore Immelman, and you can find me at Rick Run Good. This has been The First Cut. We'll catch you next time. 